Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Business Foundation course, designed to help teachers finally nail their niche, grow their confidence and their business savvy, and generate a consistent income of £2,000 sterling or more a month teaching part-time. If you found filling your classes and growing your community frustrating, you're in the right place. These podcasts are deliberately designed as bite-sized nuggets of information to help you move from struggle and frustration to a career which is not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. How do you advertise your yoga business? For many, on a shoestring budget, it's posting on Instagram or Facebook for free, and the mindset is one of spending as little as possible because money is so tight. And I'm all for getting as wise as possible about your advertising strategy and ensuring that whether the advertising you do costs you time, energy and money, or all three, you see a return on that investment. But one thing I also see is a reluctance to spend anything on paid advertising. And I'd like to suggest that this is not necessarily a good strategy nor is it wise for any business long-term. In this podcast, I'd like to share why I believe any serious yoga business should be willing to risk a little in terms of paid advertising in order to create something sustainable for the long-term. Because the truth is, even if your classes are full now, there is always what I call the leaky bucket syndrome. Students leave for many reasons, As a business, we're always hoping to attract new potential students so that our classes are always full, and to assume that because you have a waiting list now might just be complacent. For the last 10 years, I have regularly paid for some advertising, particularly when I'm about to begin a new set of six-week beginner programs. Let me give you an example. At the end of December, I actively designed and spent £125 on advertising in local magazines for my January classes. Not a massive amount of money, but still an outlay which can leave you feeling a bit nervous about whether it's going to be money down the drain or actually bring in a return on that investment, particularly if you're just starting out and you're trying to conserve costs. Reviewing my numbers now, I'm three weeks into my classes and my courses, and I have 18 brand new students signed up. 14 of those 18 came as a direct result of those ads. They've either joined my regular classes and have taken some form of membership, averaging around £60, or they've joined my six-week beginner courses at 50 And from that one set of ads and that £125 spend, I've generated over £900 sterling. How do I know this? Because on the registration forms that they filled in when they come, one question I ask is, how did you find out about me? I do get a number of students through word of mouth and free social media too. That's grown over the years. But still, one of my most effective methods for generating inquiries is those paid ads. So let's just take a moment to consider this a bit more deeply. Let me ask you, if you knew that every time you put £125 
into a machine, it gave you £900 back, would you keep doing it? Of course you would. Let's face it, if there were a machine that every time you put a pound in it, it gave you £1.50 back, even £1.10, you'd get you'd keep doing it. I spend around £1,000 plus a year on advertising in these magazines, and I have done for the last decade. Not massive by big business standards, but not an insignificant amount when you're a smaller business. But I do it because I know it works. And I understand a few key principles about advertising and launching something new successfully. Because is it easy to spend that money and get nothing? Absolutely. In fact, despite my understanding of writing copy and marketing, one of the biggest blunders I made in my first year of building the yoga business was printing flyers and having them delivered. The printing alone cost a few hundred because I was targeting three demographic areas within my locality. The delivery costs, however, those were over a thousand pounds. Results? Nothing. Honestly, not one student as a result of all that outlay. Ouch. All I'll say on that is that I do not advocate flyers for yoga teachers unless you're willing to spend days wearing your own shoe leather out or you have some willing and reliable teenager who'll do it for pocket money or you have money to burn. The truth is, advertising is often a real struggle for yoga teachers, particularly new ones. You have little spare cash. At first, you're investing your own money into this venture and it can naturally feel scary. The thing is, one way or another, you need to promote what you do, or you'll never fill your classes. Telling your friends and family, or promoting to your friends on Facebook, almost certainly won't cut it, certainly long term. And one of the most common things that I see is teachers finding a hall and then going straight to advertising their class without some key elements in place. There needs to be a strategy and a mindset for advertising. Because when, how, and where you advertise, plus what you actually say, or even what images or colours, really, you choose, actually matters a lot. And when you have advertised, figuring out what worked, what didn't, also matters. Especially if you're paying for that advertising. Don't you want to know it's actually giving you a return on your investment and you're not pouring money down a drain? If you don't, you're really just shooting in the dark, hoping that what you put out there works. Some marketers call this the spray and pray method. It's haphazard and almost totally based on luck or chance, as opposed to a well-thought-out plan. So here are my tips for creating an advertising strategy that works. First, before you even think of creating an ad, poster, flyer, or website to promote your yoga business, get clear on who you are targeting to come to your classes. And if your answer to that is, everyone's welcome, Shona, then I really do recommend that you listen to my podcasts on the topic of niching. Because without that in place, I promise you, you're going to struggle to build a sustainable business. Secondly, if you're clear about who you're trying to attract, 
take some time to consider what a typical student from that group is really looking for from a yoga class. What are the specific benefits that they will get coming to your class as opposed to the other teacher down the road? Thirdly, choose two or three ways that you could advertise. I call them marketing pillars. So, for example, posting in local Facebook community groups is one pillar. Advertising in a magazine is another pillar. Setting up your Google My Business page. Designing posters for the local community areas where your target market hangs out. Another marketing pillar. Emailing your list if you have one. And if you haven't, a vital part of building your business is going to be building your own email list. Finding complementary businesses, such as physios, massage therapists, and so on. Setting up joint ventures and collaborations is another marketing pillar. Posting blogs or recording podcasts on a business page you've set up. Having a website. Not all of these marketing pillars are going to be quick wins for you. Some are what I call slow burn. Some I certainly wouldn't even attempt until you're absolutely clear on your messaging and your niche. Some are free and some cost. But choosing a couple or so to begin with and simply focusing on those two or three strategies will help to give you some momentum and test what works, what doesn't. Fourth, ensure that you have a way of monitoring which of your pillars is working. The simplest way of doing this, every inquiry, ask them how they found out about you. Ask that question on your registration forms. Fifth, every month or so, review those ad pillars. Keep what's working. Tweak if you think that's all it needs. And ditch if it appears to get zero results consistently, no matter how much you tweak. And finally, perhaps the most important thing of all when you're paying for advertising, understand the importance of what we call lifetime value. What is lifetime value? It's what a student is worth to you, not just from the first sale, but over a period of time. So here's the thing. Earlier, I said that I paid out £125 sterling on advertising this December gone in the magazines, and I got an immediate £900 payout. But that's not the end of the story, because of those 18 students, I know now that over 80% of them will pay for a second course, or a block, or even join one of my memberships, which commits them to 6 or 12 months of working with me. And the lifetime value of a student is how much they will bring into my business over the length of their time working with me. And you can work that out over time. I now know that the average lifetime value of any new student to me these days is at least £28 a month, which is £336 a year. I have around 40% of my students who've been with me for more than two years. So actually, that £125 advertising bill and those 18 students are actually worth more than 900 They're worth 18 times £336 over the year, which is over £6,000 sterling. 
that that one set of advertising has brought me. Let that sink in for a moment. Isn't it worth getting those basic principles and that mindset in place? I'd say so. If you've not been teaching very long, you won't have a very good idea yet of the lifetime value of a student to you. But keep that in mind going forward, because even if your advertising just about breaks even at the beginning, assuming that you're a good teacher, students will come back and they'll stay with you. And then you can see the value of those students over time. If this is you, try just working on an average student staying with you for at least a few months and do the maths. If it adds up, then keep paying for those ads. They become like little soldiers for you, working even while you're asleep, generating eyes and interests and inquiries on your business. And if you'd like support to help you create adverts that bring sustainable business into your yoga business, then perhaps I can help. I help aspiring yoga teachers build a profitable part-time business, generating two to four thousand pounds sterling a month. They learn how to create a marketing strategy that keeps on bringing them a return on their investment of time, energy, and money that generates more inquiries, more interest, and more students, and with a lifetime value, which means the business is sustainable, not up and down like a yo-yo. If you'd like to know more about how this 12-week mentoring and coaching program might help you, contact me direct at shona at fastmail.com. I might just be able to help. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you find these tips helpful. With over a decade of experience and into my 70s now, I'd like to think that I can help other yoga teachers find a rewarding career teaching yoga. I run a foundation training course in business skills for yoga teachers designed specifically to give them a solid base and business savvy upon which they can build and scale up if they choose. If you're interested in learning more, drop me a line at shona at fastmail.com. Meanwhile, do subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to listen to. And go out there and bring your yoga to the students that you were meant to serve. Namaste. Namaste.